0: Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host Brad Logan. Your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at Brad Logan c o t e. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault, to the pavilion, to Swayze Field, it's all old Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. And welcome into the show. Wow, what a big
1: show we had on Monday. And I can't think my good friend Brett worthy enough. Brett, of course, works for Sports 56 WHBQ, uh, is a part of sports time and has been for quite a while. Right now he's with Gabe QN, and that's, of course, every single weekday afternoon. It's a uh, definitely a go-to spot for fans of sports in and around the Memphis area. Also, of course, a pre- and post-game host on the Ole Miss Radio Network. And I know Brett will be having a big time uh, this Saturday. I uh, look forward to saying hello in the Grove as... ESPN College game day is coming to Oxford, and it's Ole Miss and Texas A&M, two top 15 teams in the college football playoff. Of course, a 6 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. The uh, big names will be in town. Kirk Herbstreet and uh, Chris Fowler will be on the call. Uh, for that game uh, coming up here on the show today we've got tyler comas tyler does a great job covering Ole miss basketball men's and women's for inside the rebels a 247 sports affiliate and i could not be more excited about the partnership between 247 and cbs and the believe in Ole miss podcast it's been wonderful and i can't thank david johnson enough i can't thank the good folks at cbs sports enough it's been a great partnership and uh the, the returns have been great. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, being a part of the show, uh, we have different packages available. Just shoot me an email at brad.logan at Network.com. I'll be happy to uh, get with you, and we'll talk about some some partnerships, and uh, that is definitely something that's out there. Rebels with a big win uh, last night over uh, New Orleans, a team that they kind of sl- started out pretty slow. Definitely cranked up uh, when Coach Kermit Davis put the 1-3-1 defense on uh the uh, new orleans it definitely changed the game and the rebels came away with a big win uh, coming up on saturday of course everybody is really excited about the football game we'll have more later on in the week about the big matchup with Ole Miss and uh, texas a&m i had a, a great conversation with david Nuno of texags and uh he asked me a ton of questions about injuries uh right now let's just say uh Ole Miss fans should be cautiously optimistic about who they see on the field. Also had a chance to visit with uh, a representative for Ole Miss, and uh, ticket sales are going really well, by the way. Uh, Very similar to, uh, I guess, the pace of the LSU game at this time uh, during the LSU week. So I think they expect a sellout. I think it'll be a great crowd. It's going to be cold, but, uh, hey, we're deep in – Uh, or I should say, we're uh, at the beginning of November, but we're kind of deep in the season. So you expect those cooler temperatures, uh, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I was told, and I cannot divulge any more other than to say expect something very, very uh, fun if you're an Ole Miss fan uh, at some point during, before, after the game. I'll, I'll, I'll just say that. So a big surprise coming for Ole Miss fans. Seven and two. Uh, this team has an opportunity to uh, do some big things down the stretch. Uh, you just kind of cross your fingers and knock on as much wood as you can to make sure quarterback Matt Corral can go and just doesn't have any additional injuries to uh, that ankle. But right now, I fully expect Matt to go, and I expect Ole Miss to play well. Defensively, you just kind of cross your fingers, too, to make sure that Sam Williams' hip is in good shape. You know, he injured that hip against Liberty, and I think maybe one or two plays later, came back into the game but then had to come out again. So you just kind of cross your fingers that Sam Williams is ready to go. Uh, one of the top sack leaders in the country and one of the best that's ever, you know, in regards to sacks, played at Ole Miss. It's ten and a half sacks this season, and I know he, he hopes to add to that. Big big tip of the hat to D.J. Durkin. You know, that Ole Miss defense has been much maligned this year. They've given up a ton of points. But I've been pretty steadfast in saying they haven't broken They've been a good bit, but they haven't broken. And uh, Ole Miss defensive coordinator and the, and the staff should be applauded for that. Let's go to Tyler Comis. Talk a little Ole Miss hoops as uh, it's hoop season. And Ole Miss fans have a lot to be excited about. This is a very fun team and uh, one I'm really excited about watching. If you haven't had a chance, please subscribe, uh, rate, and review the podcast. We really appreciate that. If you have a comment, please, we ask that you leave that. And it's always always appreciative. Most importantly – Please tell a friend if you enjoy the show. And just let them know. We're at iTunes and uh, Google Play and Spotify and all the places you can get a podcast. Here's Tyler Comis of Inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 247 Sports, right here on the Believe and Ole Miss Podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network.
0: It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss.
1: Happy to be joined by Tyler Comas, uh, works for Inside the Rebels at uh, an affiliate of 247 Sports, and uh, a coworker of mine. Excited to have him on the podcast. Tyler, you were at the game last night. The Rebels roll over New Orleans. Uh, gosh, I kind of, I, I guess you know, you, you and I were talking off air. Your first impressions of this team so far?
2: My first impressions. First of all, how are you doing, Brad? I'm doing well, buddy. Second of all, my first impressions of this team is it's it's a lot deeper than years past, even. Austin Crowley and, and Kermit Davis alluded to that in their post-game presser. I mean, you guys got guys like Matthew Morell off the bench. He's great shooter, athletic athletic wing, and and he really fits that 1-3-1 defense as well. Um, but overall, impressed that they handled business the way they did last night.
1: Yeah, and we'll talk about – We'll go inside the numbers with this game last night. And I think more importantly, look at the schedule. And uh, at the press conference on Monday, we were talking about how many games this team needed to win to make the NCAA tournament. We'll break all that down. Real quick, how, how has it been uh, working with uh, Inside the Rebels? I know I'm excited about being uh, on a, in, a, in a position there that we can, we can post a podcast. And we're excited about partnering with CBS as well. It's been pretty fun the last couple of weeks, hasn't it?
2: Man, it's – honestly it's it's been everything more everything and more that i ever could have imagined i mean the experience has just been i mean unmatched i was doing a little covering for um for rebel radio the past 2 years um for the school on on you know the basketball and football teams and, and it's never been as in depth or as involved as this and i think the experience is you know Uh, unmatched and learning learning from guys like you chris brooks and and david johnson has just been uh, a blessing really
1: well i think the recaps are really cool more than anything, and kind of the inside baseball stories that you'll be putting out this year, both the men and the women. And I know David will be jumping in as well. I do my best to try to keep a game thread on the board. So if anyone's interested, Inside the Rebels and affiliate of 247, it's a great opportunity to join. They've got a lot of specials going on right now. But from a message board standpoint, uh, what I like to do is just make sure that people know they can go there, they can get your content, and they can get updates on the game. We've got a thread going every single game. and I updated every TV timeout. And that just gives fan, fans a chance to, to be a part of that. But I think more than anything, what you can get is a very comprehensive game story with quotes and your thoughts at the end of the game. And And I would, before we go any further, kind of tell us about your story, where you started from, and how you become uh, kind of a fan of sports in general.
2: Um. So... Wow, I guess the origin of my, uh, I don't know, sports fandom, career—I uh, guess if you want to call it that—really started when I was, when I was a, a young kid um, growing up in in Princeton, New Jersey. My dad just—he, my family's had giant New York Giants season tickets since, I mean, I, I, I want to say the '80s, and and ever since I've been a little kid, I've been, you know, we've been going there. And, and that's really where it started. And then I just started playing sports um, in middle school, high school. And I just found like, a a kind of a passion for it. I just wanting to be involved. Somehow, just, I don't know, my mom would always, I'd always be watching the, uh, the NFL network as a kid. And my mom's like, you know, you can't go to college for, for sports, right? So I I always thought that that was pretty funny. She yeah, bring
1: that up. Well, there's no doubt, and, I, and I'll say this: in Ole Miss fans, and I don't mind. T- I'd say this to Tyler's face, as as I'm saying it to him here on the podcast. One and I, in one of the uh, the media relations uh, people, I guess you could say, was we were all standing around talking about a specific subject, and they specifically looked at you and said, "I wish everybody had your your respect for the for what we do." I wish everybody had uh, the respect you have for the business, for these student-athletes, for these athletic administrators, and so he was talking about you, and I think that says a lot about you uh, as, as, as you're growing in this business and uh, as you cover basketball, so Ole Miss fans that are listening to this podcast uh, can be excited about the future uh, with Tyler Comis uh, bringing you all types of content with Ole Miss basketball, so
2: I really appreciate that, Brad. Absolutely. Sure. I,
1: absolutely. And I and, and I've I've grown to appreciate your coverage as well. And uh I think it really says a lot about uh you know just working hard and making sure what you write is correct, making sure that it's you know what we've been taught in school, how to write properly and uh, most importantly tell the story. And uh I think you've done a great job at that. Speaking of telling stories, let's talk about last night with New Orleans this basketball team. Uh, Tyler couldn't throw it in the ocean in the first half, uh, specifically from the three-point line. But Austin Crowley ends up getting pretty hot down the stretch, three for four from the three-point line, ends up with 13 points and leads all uh, all scores. Austin had a big game. We expected Jarkel Joyner to be also a big component offensive for this team team, 12 points a lot of people with 10 points or more 11 points for for Nasir Brooks uh, had a nice uh, nice job down low five of seven from the floor and then 10 points apiece for Jamie and Brakefield and Ty Fagan uh, a guy that didn't score a ton of points at Georgia but did have a good game against Ole Miss last year Uh, they both have 10 points what did you take away from this team offensively last night?
2: offensively I I took away that they got they got a lot of people that can that can score the basketball this year I mean in, in years past like like Austin said it, his freshman year was Devonte's the guy he's going to be you know he's going to be the star if if you're if you're going to get the win it's it's going to be behind him and then the year after that it's or I'm sorry Brian Tyree his freshman year right his, his sophomore year uh Devontae Schuler obviously but Same goes. And and now last night, I mean, it seems like it can be anybody's night and and they can find success. So I think that's really, really encouraging offensively. Uh,
1: Yeah, only nine points from Luis Rodriguez. We had coach, uh, Coach Kermit Davis on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. He really wanted Rodriguez to take a big step forward, specifically offensively. Some of the younger players, in fact, I think I counted 12 players had a chance to play at some point last night. Actually, everybody played, but 12 people played substantial minutes, uh, 15 minutes, I'm sorry, 11 minutes or more. Uh, not in one of those players that didn't play a ton was Sammy Hunter. Uh, Sammy Hunter is yep. a player that's been around the program for quite a while. What did you see out of Sammy last night? Only five points, but uh, was able to get a couple of rebounds. Is he a player that's going to have to step up?
2: Absolutely. I think he, he's definitely going to have to be a player that steps up. I mean, he he started to find his groove at the end of last year, um, becoming a, a better shooter. But he, it, with more than 11 minutes of play, yeah, he's, he's going to have to contribute a lot more.
1: You, you know, down low has always been kind of a, a big deal for Ole Miss over the last, gosh, Tyler, about 10 years. They haven't had the, the big man. Uh, they've had people that can go up and, and make big plays – uh, for example, Robert Allen last night didn't have a good night from the floor, but did have six boards. Uh, he was uh, one of six from the floor and only had three points. If you look at players like Robert Allen, Luis Rodriguez is someone that can kind of get down low. What did you take away from, from Niger Brooks? He's a player that I think Kermit's excited about, five of seven from the floor and ended up with 11 points and four boards.
2: He's definitely an exciting player that they um, that they added. I mean, with the loss of Romelo White, I felt like he was – one of those guys that solved that that paint issue last year but I, I after after he after his departure i didn't i didn't think they'd be able to rebound this good in in the you know just in the paint yeah presence in general just shot defending offensive rebounding all of that
1: one player i can't get my mind around to find out if I if I think he's going to be an asset or not, and, and I'd love for your, for you to comment. I'm still kind of just kind of in flux. Now, don't get me wrong; it feels like this team has a lot of dudes right now. There, there's really not Absolutely. that one or two person, uh, other than maybe Joyner or Crowley, that's really taken a huge step. By the way, two Mississippi products: one West Point, one in Oxford, which is really cool. Matthew Morrell Tell me what yes. you expect from Matthew Morello. He was two from five from the floor, one for one for three from from three. Had a couple of boards, five points. Just I don't know. I don't know what to take about what to expect from Matthew Morrell this season.
2: He's he's. I think he's definitely an interesting interesting fit for this team. I I definitely expect him to come off the bench and maybe maybe be a spark for this defense or yeah, defense in in, in the in transition. Uh, he's. He's a confident shooter, too. I really like that. I th- and last night, I thought I saw that out of him, too.
1: Looking at this team, and like I said, I think this is a perfect question for game one. I mean, this team is 1-0. and They haven't lost a game yet. So it's a great opportunity to ask this question. Who has the biggest upside last night from what you saw? Who is a player that Ole Miss fans and Ole Miss fans on the board that are going to be listening to the podcast, who is someone that you would circle right now and say, in about seven or eight games, he very well could be the dude?
2: After last night, I'd have to say Austin Crowley. I mean, he's been he's been on the team. This is his third year now. I mean, I've been, he had 11 of his 13 points in the first half, mm-hmm. so he, he kind of cooled off a little bit. But I thought his shooting was really impressive. And, and I mean, if he I, – I, I'm confident he can keep that up.
1: What do you think about the way Kermit has um, kind of allowed so many people to play? Once again, we talked about how many people played over 11 minutes. And it was 13, I think I counted 13 or 14 players. Do you think that kind of gets whittled down over the next couple of games or is he still going to mass substitute like he's doing?
2: I think once the competition gets a little tougher, a little – You know SEC teams. I think I think you'll see a lot of those guys get you know their minutes reduced, but it's still I think it's still encouraging to see.
1: Ole Miss did a nice job of of holding uh, New Orleans to uh, only sixty one points, and uh, you look at this thirty one points, thirty points a, a nice job both in the first and second. Uh, has for Ole Miss, and this is a program, a New Orleans team that was picked second in the Southland Conference. It's a team that's got a lot of athletes on it. Uh, how do you think the Rebels played defensively? Was there one specific person you thought played better than everyone else?
2: Um, no, I'm I i did not think so, but I thought as a group, once they go to that one three one, that's kind of obviously Kermit's bread and butter. They they seem to thrive even in the Trevecca game. They were. You know, they were down down 10 with 11.58 to go, and they, they called a timeout to switch to that defense, and it kind of it, it led to the comeback. And I thought that in the second half that that really pulled them away as well.
1: Yeah, I think the good news for Ole Miss fans, there's a nice mixture of youth, transfers, and uh, veteran players. And I think one person that everyone is really looking at is Deshaun Ruffin, the Mississippi Player of the Year, played at Callaway, under uh, former Ole Miss standout David Sanders, who, by the way, now I think he's at Co-Land Community College, uh, David Sanders is. So uh might be a nice pipeline for Ole Miss if, uh, if 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 there's an opportunity there for a player. What did you think about Deshaun Ruffin? Because there's a lot of eyes that are, are going to be on him this year.
2: There certainly will be. And I, I thought last night, I mean, he he's, he's a fast player and I, I'm – off the bench, I think he he really provides a spark too. I mean, the the players seem to feed off his energy. I see him and him and Jarquel—they're always always talking on the court, and I think that's again really encouraging to see a young guy like him communicating on, on the, not afraid to you know use his voice to help the team. And and as a young guy, I think that could that could go a long way. And obviously, he's a he's a scrappy player. He got he got banged up a few times, but. You know that that didn't stop him from returning or, or showing showing some nice potential. I think
1: looking at the schedule specifically, the non conference schedule, there are a couple of games that really stand out. Number one, uh, Ole Miss will host Middle Tennessee this year in Oxford, December the fifteenth. That's on a Wednesday night. They'll also host a, a very talented Memphis team on December the fourth. That's on a Saturday morning at eleven o'clock on ESPN two. Uh, other than that, they've got Dayton. They're, that's going to be a nice. Uh, A nice game for Ole Miss on Saturday. That's also in Oxford, December the 18th. And then uh, it starts SEC play. One thing Kermit told me, there's really not a true road game this year for Ole Miss. So that's something that's going to be interesting. Uh, Just like always, uh, Ole Miss will open – I'm sorry, they won't open on the road, but they'll have at Tennessee. So they'll be baptized very quickly to road games on January the 5th on Wednesday night at Tennessee at Thompson Bowling at 6 o'clock. Those games in the non-conference, is there an opportunity that Ole Miss can, uh, can maybe get some of those games at home, maybe get some wins?
2: Non-conference, you said? hmm Oh, absolutely, I think so. Um, I think, I mean, Memphis is going to be that, – that'll be a challenge for sure, but I, I think they could pull away a few, absolutely.
1: It's a pretty good Especially slate, yeah. It's a good Especially. slate from a fan standpoint. Uh, running through the non-conference absolutely. schedule real quick. Uh, Charleston Southern coming up November the 12th. That'll be on a Friday night for an opportunity for fans to come. The Rebels then hit the road for the Shriner Children's Charleston Classic in South Carolina, an opportunity to play Marquette. uh, West Virginia uh, could be a really good, uh, very interesting matchup with Bob Huggins, its head coach, Elon, and uh, there's some other uh, teams that Ole Miss could, uh, could happen to play Day after Thanksgiving, it'll be after the Egg Bowl. Ole Miss will host Mississippi Valley State in Oxford. Then they've got Ryder on November the 30th. That's on a Tuesday night against Ryder. And then, of course, the Memphis game on December the 4th. And I forgot about this one. Western Kentucky will come to uh, – I'm sorry, they'll meet Western Kentucky in Atlanta. So that'll be kind of a a middle-of-the-road game. That's on December the 11th. That'll be a Saturday night at 7.30. Kermit uh, Davis will play his former team, Middle Tennessee, on December 15th. And then we've got Dayton, December 18th, on a Saturday. That's in Oxford, and December the 21st, uh, that is on a Tuesday afternoon against Samford. That, of course, is all on this, is all on the SEC Network Plus. Dayton actually is on the regular SEC Network, and um, – and then also Western Kentucky will be on the yep. SEC Network. Real quick, Tyler, we had a lot of questions on the board about how to access SEC Network Plus. How I access it, and I would entertain your your answer as well, you can just yeah. go to the ESPN app, and I go to it through Roku if I'm watching my television, and it's right yep. there, and you can scroll for live events uh, for other folks that are watching on their phone or their tablet. You can just go to the ESPN app and it should be right there. I don't, I haven't had any issues with it and I don't think anybody else should if they'll just go to their ESPN app.
2: Absolutely not. But real quick, um, how I do it, how I've done it for, you know, football, away football games that I've been able to go to. I just, I have an Xbox, my console. Um, I have the ESPN app, which is, um, connected to my ESPN plus and it's, it's, just right on the menu right there um, along with the SEC Network Plus.
1: So this year in the SEC, real quick, we won't give the dates, but I want to run through uh, the conference schedule and, and see kind of what you think because I think the key number in this is what Ole Miss needs to finish to make the SEC tournament. If you're looking at it right now, let's run through the schedule real quick. The Rebels yep. host Florida and Mike White. Then they go on the road to face Tennessee. They're uh, at home to face Mississippi State. By the way, a really good state team this year. I expect them to win a lot of games. They'll turn around and go on the road to Texas A&M. They're at home to Auburn, another team that's uh, getting a lot of preseason pub. Absolutely. Uh, at home against Missouri at Mississippi State. Uh, at home against Arkansas. Now, they've got the Big Ten – I'm sorry, the Big 12 Challenge along with the SEC. They will play Kansas State in Oxford. Another big game. That will be Saturday at 3 o'clock on January the 29th. I expect a big crowd there. Rebels then go on the road to LSU. They're at Florida. They'll host Alabama. They're at Missouri, home to South Carolina, at Georgia, at Auburn, versus Texas A&M at home in Oxford, at Kentucky, and then uh, they host Vanderbilt. The second half, I don't know, Tyler, looks to me to be a little more forgiving than the first half of the season.
2: Absolutely. I mean, that that first slate of SEC games is really going to be tough, that eight-game stretch. Yeah. Um. Right now, I, I'd I'd say they win anywhere between four, anywhere between three and five of that of those games. Yeah, they have the possibility.
1: And if you look at it, you know, eight and eight has kind of been the middle ground uh, about what can kind of get you in the tournament. You really don't know to need to go south of that. And if you look at everything that right now, without going to the schedule, you know, the rebels always play good at home. They've got a good many teams at home. You only get Kentucky once. Uh, the question is, is how good is Kentucky this year? Uh, You know, Auburn has been getting a lot of pub. Rebels have never played very good at Georgia. Uh, They've got Missouri twice, and we really don't know about Missouri. Uh, I think there's just a lot of unknowns right now.
2: Absolutely. Just a ton of
1: unknowns, both with this team and with the schedule.
2: Yep. Uh, I mean, only time will tell, right?
1: Right. Right. And, and I think it's a good non-conference schedule for Ole Miss. And the good news is is, is most of these games are at home. And, and, and you do get one yeah. game, a neutral side game against Western Kentucky on December the 11th when things kind of come together. Uh, I think, at least it's my opinion, the Rebels yep. need to have their their, their their house in order by December the 4th when Memphis comes to town at 11 o'clock. I think that's kind of a, a, nice, a, a nice barometer for this team is in a couple of weeks when Memphis comes to town, it's almost like okay, it's time to flip the sh- flip the light on.
2: Yep, it's. I, I yeah, you're you hit it right on the point. I think it's going to be a great measuring stick for this team.
1: As we yeah, as we close up today, offensively, let, let, let's go here before we before we leave, uh, before we put a, put a bow on this. Who are you looking at? Obviously, the answers have been Jarkel Joyner and Austin Crowley. Is there yep. anyone else that you really think that Ole Miss could really step up offensively to help this basketball team?
2: Yes, I absolutely do. I love the Duke transfer sophomore J- Jamin Brakefield. He he had a really slow start last night. He had, I think, I want to say he had zero first half points, but ended up finishing the game with with ten points. So strong finish from him there. But I think he's just one of those guys that it's going to take time for him to gel with this team. I mean, they all got to get accustomed. To, to each other's playing style and, and I think once he once they do gel, I think he'll be a, a huge piece. I mean he didn't start last night, but I I'd be I'd be surprised if he wasn't a starter uh, down, down later down the line.
1: It feels like Kermit is looking at Nizir. is it Nizier? Nizier
2: Nazir. Nazir? Nazir Brooks. Brooks. It, it
1: feels that's like the Kermit is really leaning to him to be the big man down low. He had a nice percentage last night. He grabbed, he he grabbed four boards. Special. But he had five he was five or six from the floor for eleven points.
2: That's I think that's really encouraging from you know, they again they lose a their their a huge piece of last year's team in Romelo White, and I think kind of a combo of of big men here with Robert Allen, Nazir Brooks. I think that'll benefit them, and hopefully Sammy, Sammy Hunter emerges a little bit.
1: He's Tyler Comis. He'll be covering uh, men's and women's basketball for Ole Miss this year. And, uh, Tyler, we'll have to have you on again, and let's talk about the women's program. I had a chance to visit with Coach Joe just the other day. She's really excited. And I know there are a lot of Ole Miss fans that are excited about this team. She's got a ton of talent this year. And uh, she's really been sowing uh, that locker room. She's really been sowing that talent, and, and I think this is a year that it could definitely pay off.
2: Well, I, absolutely. I think she's she's a she does a hell of a job of recruiting, and and she really I don't know the perfect fit for Ole Miss. <laughs> perfect fit. yeah but it is thank you so much for having me on brad i really appreciate it yeah be sure and follow tyler
1: on twitter that's at tyler comis k-o-m-i-s it's all one word and uh be sure and follow us on inside the rebels an affiliate of 247 sports just go to uh, 247 sports and scroll down uh join us there inside the rebels david uh has done a great job so far guiding the ship and now he's got a couple of people on board uh tyler doing a great job covering basketball and doing many other things for the network Chris is is kind of getting his feet wet and uh the recruiting is about to start really rolling uh on the website thanks very I'm much excited, for, man. yeah man well thank you very much for being a part of the show we, we need to have you on after that first women's game because we've got to dissect this women's uh this women's roster because so many people are, are, are hitting me up what's going on Who's, who, who are you looking at this year what, what do you think because so many are excited about uh, yo's enthusiasm and there's a, there's a good reason to be thank Tyler thank you very much for having me on we'll, we'll get thank with you, you. we'll get with you again to dissect this men's team and uh, we'll stay with it uh, throughout the season and have plenty of updates here
2: sounds good Brad thank you